You're tuned in to Nerd Overload, your weekly show for video games, movies, TV shows, comics, tech news, and more. Sponsored in part by MB Subculture Comics and Costumes. Now your hosts, Cody Pinnock, Samantha Cross, Sam Dunham, and Josh Harrison. Hey everybody, welcome to Nerd Overload. Little known fact, the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow has this episode in it. Hi-dee-tie-tie-tie. Tie, tie. <laughs> oh god. I'm Cody. I'm Sam. I'm Michael Flatley. <laughs> the Lord of the, the Dance. The Lord of the Dance. <laughs> now show us your moves then. <laughs> All right. And who are you? Oh, us, Samantha. There we go. All right. Hey, we have a great show for you. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. Uh, Start your day drinking now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we ring a bell. Ding, 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 ding. Start now. That's what we got to do. We got a great show for you this week. We actually have our long awaited. A uh, review of Black Panther. I think we've waited long enough that everyone who's going to see it has seen it, so we can get into spoilers with it and all that fun stuff, as long as well as a little bit of news. We got to let the cat out of the bag. That's right. That's right. But first, we have some things we're going to be uh, checking out. Or we did check out. We did check out. We're going to talk about. <laughs> yes. I watched the first three episodes of this new TBS animated series called Final Space. Oh, that that looks good. Was it good? surprisingly yeah (laughs) (laughs) like it's an adult animated show but it it's not like uh it doesn't like hit you overhead with extreme stupidity like say like an american dad or family guy or something that's good i don't get me wrong like the main character is pretty dumb so final space follows um oh geez i have forgotten (laughs) his, his name the main character's name michael flatley lord of the dance no unfortunately no okay I'd watch that show. Yeah. A sci-fi Gee. show starring Michael Flatley captaining a starship. Dancing his way across the stars. Yeah. Is he still dancing around? Probably. You think I... he still wears that like weird little headband? <laughs> <laughs> and no shirt. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's how he gets his dancing powers, by we- not wearing a shirt. You cover up the shirt. It's like, it's like a Samson and Delilah sort of thing. You put a shirt on Michael Flatley, and he loses all, all ability, to ability dance. of coordination and dance. Yeah. <laughs> he actually can't walk. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> he river dances everywhere. <laughs> anyway, uh, Gary. That's his name. Anyway. Um, I was going to jokingly say Gary. Yeah. Which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> You're psychic. Yeah. Or is Gary the ship? Uh-oh. No, Uh-oh. I can't remember. Okay, anyway, let's move. Let's anyway. keep moving. So you have this guy who... May or may not be named Gary. <laughs> he... in. He impersonates a uh, a pilot in the space corps or whatever of the space, <laughs> space fleet. Okay, basically, yeah, and um, <laughs> to impress a girl, and he gets called to uh, combat or whatever, and he can't fly, <laughs> so he goes to prison, and his prison sentence is being a prisoner on a ship, an AI powered ship, mm-hmm. basically, I don't know, fixing satellites and whatnot, and he is an idiot. He is a flat out idiot, and uh, it he, there's like robots on the ship, and he like starts naming them, and like you see him walk around the ship with like names written on their foreheads. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of good voices in it too, like uh, uh, David Tennant's in it. Wow. Uh, Tom Kenny. Scrooge Cor- McDuck. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> of course, Tom Kenny's in everything. Well, Tom Kenny. Fred. Um, Armiston. Yes, he's in it. 
He's hmm. in everything too. Yeah. This is this is true, honestly. But as he's as he's fixing this one satellite on his sentence or whatever, he's kind of crazy because he's been alone for so long. Uh, this green ball kind of like flies through space and like attaches itself to his face. He's like, like is it like the one from Heavy Metal? <laughs> the Lochnauer? Oh, yeah. no, no, <laughs> no. Man, I haven't watched that in a long time. Uh, but no, it's uh, this little green cute guy that doesn't really talk. He kind of just makes noises. It's me. <laughs> Accurate, actually. Some of the noises I'm pretty sure I've heard you make. <laughs> but it turns out this thing he names Mooncake. Also it was, me. <laughs> <laughs> which was named after a caterpillar he ha- he was given to, given to by his father as a child, apparently. <laughs> um, is a super weapon. Huh. Oh, a planet-destroying okay. super weapon. With an adorable little face that kind of reminds me of the three-eyed aliens from Toy Story. <laughs> Except he has two eyes. I want to say David Tennant plays the bad guy in it, actually. I oh, think, right on. I think the... Yeah. Um, the Lord Commander, that's all you really know what his name is. Lord Commander. Mm-hmm. And he's like really short, and you think he'd be kind of funny, but he's actually truly kind of terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Like he has like these like psychic powers, and he like can like literally rip people apart. Oh, wow. Which he kind of does. Wow. And then the, there's like an alien bounty hunter named Avocado who is a cat man. <laughs> Avocado. Yeah, his name's Avocado, and his his life's goal is to free his son from Lord Commander's prison. Whose name? His name is Little Cado. Little. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to watch this. It's I, actually yeah, it sounds, sounds it's really actually kind of good. I hope um, it's on Hulu. Um, you can watch it on the. Well, well, you don't have cable, so you nope. probably can't watch it on the TBS app. Well, I'm sure it's available somewhere. <laughs> yeah, this is true. I'm wink, heavily wink. winking at this <laughs> statement. Nudge, <laughs> nudge. Yeah. But no, it sounds really interesting. Uh, yeah, it feels like it's not going to like gonna be a long series. Yeah. You know, I've seen I think I've seen trailers for it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like they've put a bunch of like stuff like those ads before. Yeah. I, I know I've skipped trailers uh-huh. for it on yeah. YouTube. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, I thought it was a YouTube series the first time I saw one of those trailers. Yeah, it like it's kind of like of that kind of well, like it looked like, like that good quality. It looked like Bravest Warriors a little yeah. tiny bit. Yep, just enough to make yeah. you think mm, maybe this is a Frederator thing. Yeah, it looks kind of like a mix between like say like a, a Bravest Warriors and um, maybe kind of like a Rick and Morty ish kind of a thing. Family Guy kind yeah, of. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, there's some good jokes in it, though. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, but there's also some really graphic violence. Oh, there you go. So, like Rick and Morty. So, like Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, is this like TBS looking at Rick and Morty a few seasons ago and saying, we want that. Yeah, give us some of that. We Probably. want some of that goodness. We Pro- want the Szechuan sauce madness. Probably. Mm. Probably, except some of the jokes aren't as well written. So TBS. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Where where comedy goes to die. <laughs> to die. <laughs> Quite. When is uh, the regular show guys show going to be on TV? Oh, I don't know. I really want to watch it that too. Seems like that's been in production forever. Yeah. Like sometimes I go back and if like I want a pick me up, I'll go back and watch the trailer again and get excited again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cuz that looks so good. I forget what it was called. Like clo- is it called close enough? Something like that. Something yeah. Like that. Yeah. yeah. And they're like real people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of bird and raccoon. Yeah. yeah. And like, you know, they. Bird and weird dog. <laughs> bird and trash panda. Yeah. 
trash boat. <laughs> which kind of screams like Daggett from Angry yeah. Beavers. Yeah, he a little kind of like kind of. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that was a show. <laughs> oh, it's a great show. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. why I own the whole series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did I do anything else? I'll tell you what. While you're thinking yeah. of stuff that uh, you, stuff that you guys might have done, I uh, I can go through mine real quick. Um, over the weekend, this past weekend, I went down to the Grandview Theater and uh, did one of their beer tastings. They do uh, between them and Studio Thirty Five because they're both yeah, owned by the same owned people. by the same people now. They do monthly beer tastings with a movie, and uh, the movie for this month was The Fifth Element, which is one of my favorite yeah, all-time movies. One of my movies. favorite time movies. Ever. I love that movie so much. So uh, super green was able super green. Coleman, Coleman Dallas, Coleman Dallas. <laughs> yeah, sorry, that's a terrible, terrible Chris Tucker impression I just did. Yeah, that was, really, that was really bad. Yeah, I know. I know, I'm apologizing. <laughs> I thought you were getting, slipping into your Irish accent again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Corbin Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to save the universe. No. Uh, yeah, okay. So anyway, um, the the uh, brewery, they always get like microbrew breweries yeah. that come in and stuff. Uh, it was the brew kettle. I've never heard of this uh, place before I don't have any reference reference to them whatsoever. I probably should have done a little bit of research before coming on the air, but we all know that there's no like research done for this show <laughs> or craft beers. In we general. make a we yeah. make a list. We make a well. I mean, we make a list. <laughs> yeah, true. But uh, but no, uh, what it is, you go in, you pay, you know, um, a little bit of money. You get a uh, ten um, little. It's like like beer flights. Yeah. Well, not so much beer flights, but they're like. Um, Almost Dixie cup sized, um, okay. Different so, tasters. Basically, of, something a little more than a shot. Yeah, about a shot and a half, really, is yeah. what it is. Um, what it works out to is to be about uh, two, um, about two full size beers mm. worth of enough so you can still drive home. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, and they do it before the movie starts, so the whole thing, the whole event takes like multiple, you know, a couple hours. Uh, so you sit there, you wa- and they play clips between uh, each each beer. They explain a little bit about each beer, which I'm don't know or care about <laughs> any of that stuff. So, you know, whatever, but they play clips and then they give, they do giveaways, a uh, bunch of people um, this, this time around, they gave away a bunch of uh, Funko pops and a bunch of t-shirts mm. and stuff like that. Like they bought a bunch of the uh, Funko pop fifth element mm. line, including the diva Funko, which I guess is incredibly rare. Hmm. The guy huh. who was running it actually told the person who uh, won the, uh, the thing, won it in the raffle said he told him, um, if I were you, I'd go on eBay and uh, <laughs> check the prices of this because you might actually get your money back for this event <laughs> by putting this thing online. So, so, but, but no, they did that. They again, they played a bunch of clips, uh, a lot like the uh, uh, Bad Movie Night kind of clips, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Mm. And then you watch the movie, and it's great. It's super, super good. And that is the first time I had stepped foot inside the Grandview Theater since it was taken over by Studio Thirty Five. Since they ruined and it, it <laughs> is. It is completely different in there. It is totally a hundred percent different. They like remodeled the entire building. It doesn't. It doesn't even look is like there, it's. That's the old really a Grand shame because the original was a historical. It was. It was had historical significance. It was still looking the same as it had. True, well, kind but of. Also, it wasn't making any money. <laughs> like I mean, I I. I miss the old Grandview Theater, and I miss the folks that uh, ran the old Grandview Theater. Now, I know you and Samantha knew them a little better than I did because you guys went down there for the Doctor Who things a lot, a lot and, yeah. were, and talked to them a lot. 
more than I have. But um, but I miss. Don't get me wrong, I miss that a lot. But what Studio Thirty Five has done with the Grandview Theater and kind of turned it into an Studio Thirty Five Studio Thirty Five Two. It's, I mean, I got to give them props. They did a really good job remodeling the place and renovating it. I kind of miss the old Grandview, but if it had to turn into something else, I guess Studio to not get completely shut not, down, yeah. it could have been turned into something much worse. Let me put it that way. Did it have, um, does it have more room than Studio 35? Yes. I'm about to say, because uh, it gets cramped in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It has a way more room in there. It's like probably double the size in bar space. Nice. Well, they didn't uh, change the size of the theater any. So if you remember the old uh, the old yeah. Grandview, where it had like that big, huge, long walkway to get in, mm-hmm. the bar starts at the windows at the front, and it stretches all the way back to the theater in the back. Nice. Like So it's like full size. Like opened up. Opened up. Yeah. Okay. And you don't have to like walk around a couple of different hallways to try to get to the restrooms. They've like re- renovated that over. Mm. Yeah, that's the stuff. worst I mean, part it's... of Studio 35 is how cramped it is. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz it gets so busy. Even when it's so not busy. crowded, it's pretty It's cramped. Because it's tiny, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because Studio 35 wasn't designed at all to have a bar in the front of it. Yeah. And then they threw that thing in there. Uh this one it seems like it works a little better. Yeah. And they okay. actually uh, have fixed meals in there as well. You can get a mm. sub or a pizza or whatever, like in-house. They don't have to go to a different, yeah. you know, the pizza place <laughs> a, down the road. A second location. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, But it was a lot of fun. I'm really glad I, I, I had a chance to uh, go down and check that out. It was uh, great, and I would re- definitely recommend going and seeing any of those. The next one they're doing is uh, Strange Brew, which is the uh, Bob and Doug McKenzie movie that's uh it's an old uh uh second city SCTV skit okay. that uh rick moranis and uh dave thomas not the not the wendy's guy, guy. <laughs> not um, ohio's own dave thomas no no canadia's own <laughs> dave thomas yeah um but no they play these basically it's like if um uh bill and Te- or not bill and ted uh wayne and garth were super super canadian <laughs> and just talking about hockey and beer you mean they even was, more Canadian than Michael Myers already yeah. is? Right, right exactly. <laughs> but then they actually got their own movie mm. starring those two characters. And But I think that one actually might be sold out because they're like getting some weird, uh, super rare import like kegs that have been like being pro- been processed for like 10 years or huh. something. Jeez. It's like some crazy, some crazy amount or something like that. Um, but no, that was a lot of fun. The other thing I checked out, and I'll do this one real quick because it's not super nerdy, but it's something worth talking about. I saw The Greatest Showman. That it's looked, a super it, good movie. It looked pretty good. good. It's really good. I ha- kind of have a love-hate relationship with musicals. I, If I like it, I really like it, but nothing's worse than a poorly done musical. Well, obviously. <laughs> um, it's almost as bad as a poorly done comedy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, this movie was really, really really well done the visuals on it were pretty excellent hugh jackman was just acting up a storm he, he did some huge, he did some huge, huge acting acting hugh jackman did some huge acting and um, singing yeah yeah he sang um there was uh well, he sang in les miserables too yeah the uh, the woman i don't know the woman the actress's name but the woman who played the bearded lady the whole thing is about pt barnum uh and how he started the um barnum and bailey well, it ends with it becoming yeah. Barnum and Bailey, but it's it was like up until <laughs> the point. Yeah, well, you, you can kind of see kidding. where it's going yeah. with it. 
but it starts with you know the museum of oddities and then mm-hmm. he starts adding more and more like sideshow attraction kind of things and then it becomes barnum and bailey circus mm. essentially there's nothing there's not too much in the way of like conflict until like right at the end of the third act <laughs> like there's it's like everything is going super great and then everything sucks for 15 minutes <laughs> and then it ends on a high note which i mean it's fine but the woman who played the bearded lady um did a fantastic job she has a great great singing voice a couple of the actors sounded a little bit too auto-tuned they had that little bit tiny bit of like robot in the background of their voice especially young pt barnum the they had a little kid play yeah him as like a you know a youngster or whatever but no it was really really well done and what is it uh zach efron i usually don't like the guy in things ever but he did a really good job as Bailey, the other the other guy in it. Um, although I will say I did like Zac Efron in or Efron, however you say in his high school, stupid in name. high school musical. In, yes, of course, that's what I was going to say. No, he he was in the Disaster Artist. He has an un uh, um, uncredited role as um, the. Uh, you guys have seen the room. We've all seen yeah. the room. The guy who plays the drug dealer. Oh, the, the super overly like roided out angry drug dealer in the room he plays that guy (laughs) and you the thing is he's unrecognizable (laughs) like he has the hat and the goatee and stuff (laughs) you he's unrecognizable but in that but anyway uh the greatest showman if you you know it's probably in the cheap theaters now it's where i saw it and like go see it it's good Speaking of Tommy Wiseau, did yes. you see his the Joker. Joker video? Yeah. It's so good. It is. He should be the Joker. He should. I think he understands the Joker better than Jared Leto ever did. Oh, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> he not, looks like the Joker. Yeah. I'm not even sure Jared Leto knows how to human. <laughs> good well, point. Yeah. I mean, neither does Tommy Wiseau, but he's an alien, so he gets a pass. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Tommy Wiseau gets a hard pass because he is not human. <laughs> hey, did we talk about everything is terrible on here? I can answer that question for you. No, you didn't. No, we didn't. <laughs> well, that's something we did at Studio 35 a couple weeks ago. Sure. Let's, yeah, <laughs> go for it. Uh, everything is terrible is like this collective of people who like find weird found footage from like old VHS tapes and stuff mm-hmm. posted on the internet. But they occasionally do live shows where they you know, go around with their weird videos <laughs> and they also do like a, a stage show with it. And uh, we went to that at studio 35 and it was hilarious and, and great. <laughs> Are they the one that built the pyramid? They, of... They're trying to build a pyramid of Jerry Maguire. That's yes. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they did build a whole video store of that... nothing but Jerry Maguire. Yeah. That's pretty great. Yeah. Jerry Maguire's kind of their thing. Okay. <laughs> Because it's the most common VHS tape. Right. If you go into a thrift store, you're almost always going to see a couple Jerry's. Do you think that is why they used Jerry Maguire in the Batman Lego movie as a sly like reference to everything is terrible? It's possible. I could see him doing that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. I derailed a little. But uh, it was it was like kind of religion and Satan themed. Awesome. <laughs> So it was a lot of clips from like weird public access religious shows or televangelists or uh, schlocky like demon movies all <laughs> strung together. It was very funny. They kind of had an overarching their stage show plot 
was was pretty good. Uh, when you walk in, they had just that looping footage of a guy in a like a crappy demon costume, like laughing, <laughs> and then, like flanking the stage were two upside down crosses made of Jerry Maguire tapes. Oh, that's great! <laughs> and it's, and it smelled like like brimstone. Like they'd gotten like an essential oil or something that smelled like burning, and it was. Oh man! They had that... like walked in like. What does that smell? Like, is that brimstone? <laughs> it tastes That's, like burning. That's fantastic. That is excellent. <laughs> oh, man. But it's a great show. Like, anytime they're in town, if you're into that sort of thing, it's worth seeing. They've they've come to Columbus at least three times now, and we've gone to every single yeah, one. Yeah, I remember you, you telling me about the, the one time you guys went a while back. But uh, no, that sounds super, super great. Yeah, it's it's kind of like the first half of Bad Movie Night before the bad movie. <laughs> yeah, except yeah. it lasts a whole like hour and a half. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and they they have like really elaborate costumes and stuff. Oh, yeah. they, they have make... someone that makes really good costumes. Yeah, really? for the stage show bits. What was it called? Because it was He Man thing. Oh yeah, there was the He Man two He Man parody character. It was Testa Man. <laughs> There, there was a He-Man guy and a Skeletor knockoff fighting nice. at one point. That was very funny. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> we watched that AP Bio show. Oh, yeah, we did watch that show. Yeah, how was that? It's pretty good. Uh, Glenn Howerton's really funny. He's kind of playing, you know. He's different. He, oh, yeah, he's different than. He's more sad. Yeah. There's a little more pathos with this his character in the show than it is with with Dennis Reynolds. <laughs> okay, so what's the what's the like elevator pitch? What's it about? He's a, a disgraced Harvard philosophy professor. That for, did they really say why he has to go to Toledo? Well, it's because he got kicked out of Harvard. No, he didn't get tenure, and they gave it to his rival, and he had moved back to his dead mom's house in Toledo. Yeah. Oh, okay. So now he's a. AP bio teacher at a public high school <laughs> and he just philosophy at Harvard. Yeah, and he just doesn't care and he doesn't want to be there. And he doesn't he refuses to teach the kids biology at all. <laughs> and the principal is like Pat Oswald is this kind of just like pushover guy that he just pushes around so he doesn't ever yeah. get in trouble for not doing his job. <laughs> That sounds pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. He just uses the kids to try and get back at his rival or come up with some dumb scheme about something that's making him mad at that particular point in time. Yeah, the kids try to catfish him, which is pretty Yeah, funny. try to catfish his rival, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. He walks around everywhere in, like, sweatpants and carries a plastic bag with him everywhere <laughs> for some reason. He always just comes busting through the door. Everybody starts shutting up. Everybody sit down, start shutting up, and like throws his plastic bag on the table on the desk. Like throws his apple at the trash can and misses it every time. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty good. Sh- it's a pretty good show. I would watch more of it. I yeah. think. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. And it takes place in Toledo. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I mean, it's kind of a bummer that like. The the butt of the joke is he has to go to Toledo, but like which he's very rude about Toledo. Yeah, but I think like as it goes on, he's learning that you know he's the he's the jerk and Toledo's okay, (laughs) (laughs) even though it's Toledo. (laughs) 
All right. Well, hey, let's go ahead and uh, take a break here. And when we come back, we're going to get into our Black Panther review and uh, a little bit of news as well. Rawr. Nerd Overload is sponsored in part by MB Subculture Comics and Costumes. MB Subculture is the one-stop shop for all your geeky needs, from comics and collectibles to unique custom costumes, masks, makeup, and more. MB Subculture is located at 122 West Rensselaer Street in downtown Bucyrus, 567-806-5364, and online at subcultureoh.com.
Hey, we're back. That was where the streets have no name by you too, because let's get Irish. Some, get some <laughs> Irish boys up in here. That's right. Good times. Yeah. Edge. What was his name? Was his, his name is the Edge. The yeah. Edge. The Edge. Bono. The Edge. His and... name used to be the whole seat, but now he only needs <laughs> the, the Edge. edge. <laughs> the whole seat. Bono and the whole seat. <laughs> All right, so hey, let's go ahead and get into our and plot. Adam and Larry. Is that them? Is that is <laughs> that's that the, the other names? two guys? That's awesome. That's awesome that you know that. That's excellent. Hey, I've seen you two in concert a lot of times. <laughs> the most anything, probably yeah. too. Because my dad always takes us, and I'm not gonna say no. I mean, they put on a good show. Yeah, they I mean, put on a I'm decent not, show. Not honestly their biggest fan, but they put on a good show. Yeah, I I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. So, hey, let's get into our Black Panther review, because that's why people are tuning in. Is it? Is it? I, think so. I, I think so. I think so. This week? Sure. Why not? So, uh, like with like we do with most of our um, movie reviews, I think we, uh, what I want to try to do is do a, a few minutes of non-spoiler review, and then kind of say, hey, we're going to get into some deeper stuff, and then get into the deeper stuff. Sound good? Sounds good. Sounds good. So, okay. First impressions of Black Panther. What did you guys uh, think? Uh, it was great. Great yeah. movie. A plus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I liked it. Um, when I left the theater, I don't. I really don't think I had any real qualms with it. Uh, no, no. And I'll be honest. I very there are very few qualms that I have with it right now. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. it's one of those movies that I've gone back and kind of thought about, and I can't think of a. Usually the Marvel movies, after kind of sitting on it for a day or two, I can usually come up with a couple of like, well, this wasn't a hundred percent great, or they could have you know tweaked it a little bit here or there. I don't have too many of those no. for Black Panther, to be honest. It was really solidly done. It's just a really solid movie, and it's amazing that this far into the MCU, into the glut of superhero movies. Marvel is still like knocking it out of the park. Yeah, that's that is amazing. I'm uh it makes honestly, uh I've been kind of worried when the bubble's going to burst for Marvel. Yeah, and people... if they keep bringing in different people that bring different flavors to it, I think true. that's what's helping. Yeah, that's very true. Cuz it's nothing like the other ones at all. I yeah, I I absolutely absolutely agree with that. Yeah, um, they haven't been relying on like the same director to do every single movie. They're getting there with the Russo brothers. <laughs> well, true, but they, but then again, the Russo brothers know what they're doing, mm-hmm. and they're they're really kind of knocking it out too. It's kind of what makes me a little worried for Ant Man and the Wasp, because I haven't seen a ton about it, and it just looks like generic superhero. Yeah, and I don't know if that's gonna be a good thing or. I mean, Paul Rudd can Paul Rudd it up all he wants, but if the story's not great. And, yeah, and that's know. like the lowest the lowest performing Marvel movie is Ant Man. Yeah. So, so anyway, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about Black Panther. Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought the uh, the visuals on it were just outstanding. I, oh yeah, I like, thought the the setup for uh, Wakanda, like the way like they like the way the city was built, where it's definitely like super high, crazy space tech, but also has like you yeah, know, there, there's a name for that. Um, it's um, retro, retro, retro futurism. No, Afrofuturism. Afrofuturism. Yes, yeah, that's it. Okay, where they blended like traditional African culture mm-hmm. with a whole lot of like you know spaceships. Spaceships. <laughs> well, not spaceships, but you know what I mean. They There's might as well have been spaceships. 
Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> they had a big, I mean, he has a big, he tools around in a big UFO for a bunch of them. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. And that's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very cool UFO. I kind of want the Lego. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just everything just looked so, like the colors. It doesn't, the... it doesn't look like anything else. No, it's yeah. really, very it, unique. it really doesn't. Uh-huh. The whole movie isn't like anything else. The uh, the plot, the concepts, like it's all really good. <laughs> I actually think some of the weakest points of the movie might be the superhero bits. Mm-hmm. Not to say that the movie had any really weak points, but I think Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah. You know like what when I mean? when, yeah. when we get into the actual like, you know, kind of the almost the paint by numbers of the Marvel. At, yeah, at some point the movie becomes, well, we have to introduce this, this, and this because it's a Marvel movie. Yeah. But it kind of gets past that kind of mm-hmm. quick. Oh, yeah. And then, and I think what did uh, a huge, did it a huge service was all the brunt of the origin story. I mean, there was a lot of world building and a lot of backstory to the Black Panther mythos in this, but I think the brunt of the origin story was told in Captain America Civil War. Yeah. Yes. So they didn't have to set that up. Yeah. You, like, it's. It's assumed you know what Wakanda is at this point, at least enough to where they don't I mean, have they to. Still kind of explain yeah. it yeah. lightly. Just mm-hmm. like... Yeah, yeah, but they didn't spend a whole lot no. of time on it. And like he, uh, he starts the movie as Black Panther. He, you don't start the movie with the death of T'Chaka. Yeah, the previous king. I should yes. probably say. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, but I enjoyed it immensely. Um. I liked Killmonger's origin story. Yes, that was, was very good. Killmonger was very a, was a very compelling character. Yeah, he might have been my favorite character in the movie. Honestly, he had a very same. compelling backstory. Actually, same here. Yeah, like uh, you kind of felt for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we want to go ahead and get to the spoilers? Because I kind of want to keep talking about Killmonger, but <laughs> we can't really uh, talk about him without. Well, Dovin deep. First, let's say Shuri sure. was fantastic. Shuri was great. Yeah, I, I hope we see more of that character. I hope um, I actually kind of have a theory about what's going to happen with that character, but I hope we see more of of Shuri in future films. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, um, now we can get into now spoilers. we can get into, into spoilers. Okay, here's your spoiler alert, kids. Yeah, uh, if you don't, yeah, if you don't want to get spoiler for Black Panther, well, one, go see it because it's great, and two, um, come back in like 10, 15 minutes. Killmonger. Let's talk about Killmonger. Let's let's get right into it. Eric Killmonger. Yeah, uh, he he He's is probably one of the name. most. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> but he is probably one of those three dimensional um, characters, especially three dimensional villains that has popped up in one of these um, superhero based films. And I'll be honest, I on a certain level, I agree with like his reasoning behind what he was doing. Yeah. I mean, it was a little too extreme. Yes. What, what Wakanda needed to do is actually a combination of the right. two things. Okay. So that's very civil rights. Yeah. I mean, you have, uh, T'Challa as the Martin Luther King and Killmonger's the Malcolm X. That's really what it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the big, the big crux of the movie is Wakanda has all this super, crazy future tech because of uh vibranium but the world doesn't know but about it but the world doesn't know about it and wakanda has decided to take a hands off like we're going to keep all this to ourselves we isolationist don't want... isolationist yeah like and... the rest of the world thinks wakanda is just a poor african farm nation right and killmonger's whole thing is um the world needs to know about wakanda but i'm going to do that by trying to overthrow all world governments 
So well, they're the, the colonize if we don't they're catching up to yeah. us and if we don't take over them they're going to the take colonizers over us. are going to take over us like right. they did. Right. And I think I think the answer other places. I think the answer what Wakanda should have done what they ended up doing at the end of the film is they decided to open basically stop being isolationist and start sharing some of their technology with the world. With the world. So in in theory, I liked a lot of Killmonger's like reasoning behind wanting stuff. Still kind of a dick. Yeah. <laughs> to say the least. I mean, come on, his name's Killmonger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Michael but. B. Jordan did an awesome job playing did him. A fantastic. What job. a cool guy. <laughs> yeah. Super cool guy, as it turns out. Yeah. Big anime fan, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really liked the uh the 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 jaguar like version of the black panther suit oh yeah the the gold one that he wore mm-hmm. yeah i actually liked both of the um updates to yeah. the black panther costume and i like the idea that the black panther costume now absorbs and redirects all like kinetic energy kinetic energy which could be take could be taken as an allegory for like you know taking you know blunt you know, blow after blow or abuse after abuse or, ver- you know, verbally or whatever. And reversing it. And just reversing it back out and kind of, yeah. So there's a lot of like mm-hmm. allegory and uh, kind of hidden meanings to a lot of things in this film, I think. Which is good. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's yeah. what I need to be done. Yeah. And I feel like it's going to be kind of hard because, you know, I'm me, but like the, the representation it gives people in this film. Yes. Yes, this is this is a movie that Marvel needed to put out. Yes, um, because let's face it, they don't have a ton of minorities in the Marvel MCU. It, it's really. mostly it's yeah white dudes in their thirties. Yeah, and well, <laughs> which which three of three out of four of us here are. Well, but... yeah, but the. <laughs> And a lot of the problem is uh, a lot of the most popular characters in comics, and it's Marvel and DC, they all were created in the 60s when representation was... Not necessarily a <laughs> Fairly non-existent. Yeah. Uh, so Except you, for, like, Black Vulcan. Yeah. <laughs> who makes electricity in, in his pants. <laughs> it's a Harvey Birdman joke. Look it up. It's a great show. <laughs> Harvey uh, Birdman, attorney at law. Yeah. So yeah, I, this is a movie that Marvel really needed to. They really needed to do this. I would almost put this akin to uh, Wonder Woman. Yeah. In well, I mean, sense. there there are some similar vibes in there too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely are. Uh, the isolationist versus uh, being part of the the world, the world stage. stage. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of the uh-huh. the lady warriors definitely gave off a uh, Themyscira vibe. Oh yeah. Let's talk about them for a bit. And especially, was it Okoye or Otoye or something like that? I the, think. Uh, the head of the guard? The general? Yes. The, the general, general of the army? Is, yes. She was badass. Yeah. Like, yeah. That was great. And her boyfriend or husband or whatever he was was like the... The, the dude from Get Out? Yeah. Yeah. It took me a couple days to figure that out because I refused to look it up on IMDb because I was like, I know who this guy is and I got to <laughs> figure it out for myself. But yes, I can, I can do this. And I can do this. It. <laughs> it, it took me a while, but I did it. Like I liked um, how Wakanda, even though they have a king, mm-hmm. is made up of different tribes of groups. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they all have like their own distinct, almost like mini culture. Yes. 
Absolutely. And those the challenge scenes were very cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. The powers of the Black Panther will be washed. Was it washed away? Stri- or stripped away. away. Yeah. 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 Um, I For liked... a minute there, I forgot that was Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the challenge sequence. That was actually, but that actually brought up one of the only minor point, like the lower points I had with the film. Some of the CG didn't look great. Some of the CG looked a little rushed, especially that that scene where they're all standing on the waterfall during the challenge sequence. All of the crowd in the background looks like looked like uh, poser images <laughs> that were just kind of copy and pasted over and over. Yeah, <laughs> it was all Deep Roy from the that's that's it. Charlie and the Chocolate all Factory, all Deep Roy, <laughs> all the way down. <laughs> yeah. So between that and the uh, war uh, rhinoceros and the final fight scene. Oh, yeah, oh man, I like that right now. I, I liked it in concept, but the CG on it did not, I don't know, it didn't look quite Particularly great. up to par with what I know is commercially available for, for Disney to, they could have thrown a couple yeah. extra million behind it and touched up a couple of things is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. But they, they own everything and they have a bajillion dollars. This rhino, this could be a real rhino. Right. <laughs> they could have yeah. trained a rhino. Yeah. They could have built one. And even at that, it's not it's not really that big of a negative. No, no, no. It was no, just no, the no. one thing I was like, oh, they could have done a little better there. It was definitely know. one of the more superhero-y bits. Yeah. Yeah. Was that, was that, was that how that looked? Mm-hmm. Shuri was great. Shuri was super great. And I have a theory that she's going to end up being either an Iron Man stand in or, or Iron Heart, Iron Heart or something along those lines. Mm. When um, after Avengers four, when uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s contract is up and, and he dies and, he, and he's gone. Oh yeah. He's going to die. <laughs> They're going to kill him. Yeah. Oh, he is a hundred percent going to die <laughs> yeah. in Avengers either three or four. Cause he was the first Avengers movie. So he should be like the last. Yeah. Kind of that sort of thing. He was the first here and first to go. First to go, yeah. yeah. So, especially since they're talking about he's going to do another Sherlock. Another, really? Mm-hmm. I mean, the the first one wasn't bad. I never saw the second one. But can it be the one where Moriarty kills him? Because that would be a really good movie. <laughs> oh, the Reichenbach fall. Yeah, that'd be a really good movie. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to, and I'm sure we're going to see more Shuri. Um, she was using repulsors at yeah, one point. Like, that's great. Yeah, what's what's her name? Um, Black Panther's the spy. Black Panther. Oh, love interest starts with an N. I can't remember. Uh, it's not Nokia because that's a phone. That's a phone. <laughs> a very well built phone, yeah. might I add. Anyway, um, that character I liked that. Like how Black Panther didn't gain his powers in this movie. He had already had a relationship and had lost the relationship with that character prior to this movie oh happening. My god. Oh my god. Black Panther's Lion King. Yeah. No, I'm serious. Yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. It yeah. parallels really hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There were uh, uh what was it? Ryan Coogler said that the script had like some Shakespearean elements to it, which so does the Lion, Lion King. King. Yeah. So Kimball the White Lion. Also, yeah, yeah. also that scene when Black Panther saying, I just can't wait to be king. Uh, right. <laughs> that was really weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, even they even sees the ghost of his dead dad in a couple scenes. Yeah. Like Mufasa. Like it's it's definitely there. And that warhog that farts. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Do you know that was the first time a Disney character had ever farted was Pumbaa? 
I I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. Sure, but uh, but no, I again, I don't know. I love this movie. I think it's, if not the my top Marvel film of the bunch, it's definitely one of like top three. I, I think it's my second favorite. Yeah, I think Thor Ragnarok. I liked more, but only. I think Black Panther is the better movie. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, Thor Ragnarok was really fun. It's a lot, a little bit more fun. <laughs> it yeah. has a line straight to your funny bone. Yeah. yeah. I I think I'm with you. Uh, my my top three, and they change, they rotate in and out, basically on a whim. But it's Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, and the first Guardians movie. I think those are the top three for me. But this movie is great. The one thing I wish this movie had a little more of. I wish it had a little more of like the super spy element to it. I think that one sequence in, in the casino, in the casino in, in Korea, I think that was excellent. And it was a lot of that was done out of suit. Mm-hmm. Like they were just being like super spies using crazy technology. Yeah. I wish there was a little more of that. Yeah. I also wish they didn't kill off claw. He was a terrible, horrible human being, but he was a good character. He was a good character. And I, I get so tired of superhero films killing off villains. Yeah, because they need them to come back. Yeah, that's, like, the whole, that's the whole point. Also, what what a couple great villain names. Ulysses Claw and and Eric Killmonger. Those like, are great names. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Andy Serkis did a great job. I if, if Disney and Marvel were smart, they would release that fake mixtape. That no. Claw talked about a couple times how he had made his own rap his, mixtape. His Spotify or whatever. His Spotify mixtape or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That would be... They would do that. I mean, that would make sense. I mean, he is the sonic weapon. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I like how the trailer's kind of red herring you to think that he is the main villain. Yes. Yeah. Although, you take one look at the cast listing and you go, no. Yeah. Here's a guy named Killmonger. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's going to be the bad guy. And his, his Vegeta costume. Yes. Very much looks like mm-hmm. his Saiyan armor chest yeah. piece. Yeah. 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 Though, there were a lot of things I was reading where, like, this movie, like, activated a lot of people, like, certain people's phobias. I can't remember the exact name of it, but it's, like, a, a fear of, like, bumps and holes or something. Oh, because oh, of the. He's covered in. Well, there's the scars on that, and then there was like a lot of like the Wakandan like, like face art and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It kind of like mess with people's like certain things. Or you could be that that girl who broke her retainer when I was wondering when how Kim we could Longer work that into the conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but hey, more like Michael B. Jordan was a cool guy and bought her a new retainer, <laughs> basically, which is kind of great. Yeah, I feel like that was like. The effect that Adam Driver wanted in The Last Jedi and didn't get. <laughs> he didn't know he did not. <laughs> I don't think he wanted that. He wouldn't have hiked his pants up to his nipples if yeah. he wanted that kind of reaction. Uh, when I saw that in the movie, I was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> just immediately like, why? Why is this, why is his pants pulled up so high? <laughs> well, to be fair. So did Daisy Ridley. <laughs> so did Ray. Yeah. I think that's a, her exact words are, why? Why are your pants pulled up this high? <laughs> Though it made for really fun, you know, online challenges of the, the, the Kylo Ren challenge. Yeah. <laughs> I like that challenge except for the fact that uh, uh, 
uh, John Mayer started it. This is true. This is true. Anyway, back to Black Panther. Yeah, (laughs) back to Black Panther. I saw saw a comic somebody made about it, and it's it's them telepathically communicating, and Ray's just like, why aren't you wearing a shirt? And he pulls his pants up over his nipple. It's like, is this better? (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Yeah. But, you know, Black Panther fired on all cylinders. I think the entire cast was fantastic. I really loved the Gorilla Tribe guy. Oh, yes. yeah, he was really yeah. cool. The, uh, yeah, he but, was really, really good. But something. I can't yeah. remember anybody's names, and I feel terrible. Well, I, I mean, it's been, granted, it's been a few weeks. Yeah, since and I've only watched the movie once. Yeah, I kind of wanted to see this movie again before we talked about it, but it just, it just didn't shake yeah, out Yeah, it's way not, week, like, super fresh in my mind anymore. Yeah, unfortunately. I would definitely see it again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I absolutely will go see this again before it leaves theater. Also, the fact that their tribe was, like, the, the least, like, technological yeah it was all like strength yeah oh yeah that was kind of their thing though yeah the the gorilla tribe yeah mountain snow gorillas Mm -hmm. that mined the mountain or whatever yeah they were the miners or something yeah but you know i don't know what else to say about the movie that hasn't already been said it's excellent (laughs) it's really really good you guys go see the movie yeah uh there's some people that have been kind of down on the post um post movie like credit scenes like the mid credit scene and then the after credit scene mm. but that's not the point of the movie you don't yeah. go into a movie hoping like oh boy i can't wait till the end so i can see all that extra stuff the the mid credit scene was absolutely needed and sh- really should have been part of the part of the actual I don't even movie remember what it was it, it was, was uh it was in front of the un oh oh yeah okay and, yeah um yeah actually go- following through on you know starting up the um you know wakanda's entry into the world stage and then the post credit scene was bucky with one arm and he was talking to shuri for a couple seconds and that's fine it was oh man that comment earlier in the movie when they have um martin freeman's character uh, agent ross or whatever his name was the second white boy you brought into the great another broken white boy there's the why was he in the movie because (laughs) because they had written uh uh, Agent Coulson out too soon, and they can't bring him back from the TV series because that character is Agent Coulson. Yeah, Basically. he is just Coulson. Yeah, that's it. But anytime he was on screen, I'm just like, I don't care about you. Yeah, exactly. Like, if would you have cared about it if it was Agent Coulson because he's had more of a connection yeah. to all the other things? Yeah, probably. See exactly. If, yeah. If, yeah, if they hadn't like you know done the whole thing where they basically just ripped Shield apart. Yeah. And then put it back together, and then I think they ripped it apart again. Yeah. And actually, I think as far as this, like the S.H.I.E.L.D. series goes, I think Coulson's dead again. I, you know, I'm not sure. That's, that's the worst part about that show is that, well, one, I don't care, and two, it just... <laughs> two, it's a bad show. It's a bad show, but at least <laughs> it used to tie into the movies. And then it went total bananas. And then it went bananas, and now they are their own completely separate thing that doesn't even... Well, it, well, Joss Whedon gets... refused to tie it in because well, of his master plan with the second Avengers movie. La-di-da. Yeah. Yeah. So it's his fault. Yeah. And I then, don't know if it's actually his fault, but I don't, I don't well, like also, him. Also, so. like the the whole like like the Netflix thing is like it's connected but loosely. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very loosely. Like it exists within the same universe. But it's so mass removed and tonally different. Oh yeah. I although I would like to see the characters at least pop up at least 
brief, incredibly briefly in Avengers 4. Oh, man, yeah, if Jessica Jones shows up. Even for one scene. That would be so rad. Even if there's, like, an invasion or something and you, it cu- briefly cuts to Hell's Kitchen and you just see the Defenders, like, punching people for, and like, then a scene. Like, oh, no, Iron Fist is dead. Oh, no, no yeah, one cares. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a great way for them to get rid of Iron Fist. Yeah. <laughs> Though I've heard Defenders kind of redeems Iron Fist a little bit. It's hard to go further down. I mean, he had nowhere to go but up. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. The weakest of the Netflix series. Mm-hmm. You know, and okay, so going back to Black Panther, I just realized there's one character that we haven't talked about, Black Panther. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, we, we talked about every other character, and I think that goes to show that, like, he did a great, the actor, he did a great job in the role, um, but- Chadwick Black, Boseman? Chadwick Boseman, yeah. Thank you. Um, I think he did a fantastic job, and he really put a lot of pathos into his portrayal, but the character itself is a little bit of a blank slate. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. He's probably the least interesting of the bunch. Mm-hmm. And not the, to say he's not interesting. Yeah, that's to just, say not to say that he's not. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know. I say all his character development was done in Civil War. You know, when you have an entire cast of tens, he is like a seven. Mm. And that's kind of, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm looking and forward to seeing him in more not, films as it's well. It's not but... his fault. Uh, no, it's, it's not the his way fault. the story goes. Yeah. yeah, and I don't know how they would have written the story any other way to make him more interesting that wouldn't have derailed the film and made it more, you know, kind of cheap and superhero-y, yeah. I guess, mm, yeah. for, for a lack of, putting, of at, a better way of putting point, it. At this point, the world had already been sold on Black Panther from Civil War. Yeah. So it didn't need to make us like him anymore. It needed to sell us on his extended world no that's true that's really true I, yeah that's a really good way of putting it i like that like i feel like um i don't know i was like trying to think because like spider-man homecoming kind of almost does like a similar thing ish where we ha- we didn't need an origin because we had it true because everybody knows well well that's, that's different true. everybody knows spider-man and how he got bit by a spider i don't think people know black panther the same no people who saw civil war yeah, knows Black Panther, and people who read the comics know Black Panther. That's about that's about it. But everybody and their two year old cousin knows who Spider Man is and how and how Spider Man. Yeah, they know how Spider Man is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. And the 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 other argument I'd put in that comparison between Spider Man and Black Panther is, and Spider Man Homecoming, Spider Man is the most. He's the best. He's the best part of that movie. Oh yeah, like he is the most interesting character. <laughs> the best part of that movie is when they're like, "Hey, Spider-Man, do a flip." Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty great. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> great. But uh, in comparison, Black Panther is not the most important part of his own story. This is true, and that's fine. Again, he's already been established. We need to build the world now. Okay, so but my question is now: How much of this world building is going to get torn down in uh, Avengers: Infinity? War, Gauntlet, War. Probably a lot of it because of just how vastly the uh, Wakandan technology would change Mm -hmm. the look of the rest of the world. Yeah. I mean, Wakanda's basically, you know, Tomorrowland. And if they share all their technology, it'll change all of the... The Marvel Universe won't look like our universe anymore. True. So I I don't think, you know, something's gonna happen. Well, they, the trailers that they keep showing, it's like there's a big, huge, 
you know, war Fight in between Wakanda. the Chitari aliens from Avengers One and the Wakanda or the Wakandan army, basically. Those, those Chitari aliens that were so well developed. Oh, they're so great. Everybody Just so great. Everybody knows who they are. Yeah. And I totally would know that's what they're called if I hadn't have read it somewhere after the movie. <laughs> you mean the not scrolls because they should have been the scrolls? Yeah. <laughs> Weren't the Chitari basically the scrolls of the ultimate universe? Yes. That's exactly what it is. And the reason they <clears> used it was because uh, the scrolls are actually tied in with uh, Fantastic, Fantastic, Four. St- Fantastic Four rights. But I, w- I would never have things. known their name or anything about them had I not come in contact with it outside of Avengers. They never actually said. Yeah, they just kind of show up. I it's don't really. They mention it in. Iron Man 2. They 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 name check Chitari in Iron Man 2. Mm. No, 3. 3? Which one's the no. one that, where he has PTSD for being a That's three. three. That's, That's three. three. <laughs> Iron Man three. They they name check it then. They also Which name check it. Which is the movie after the first Avengers. Yeah, that is true. So you, do you even know who they are in the first movie? What happens in the first Avengers? I don't even remember. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's just a blur of superhero fighting, and then they eat shawarma. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, and the Hulk uh, throws Loki around for a hot well, minute. Well, Loki <laughs> opens a portal. There's a big old space laser that's shooting up into space, which happens in a lot of superhero movies. Every movie, a lot. yeah, that happens a lot. That, they and that's did. another thing. They I'm did glad this first, movie doesn't though. have a giant like space laser or some kind of weird gun yeah. or anything like that. It was like an actual like Killmonger was like, we're gonna st- we we have spies out all over the world. We're gonna give them just regular weapons. Well, regular Wakandan weapons, yeah. and say go to town. There's no like super gun or super oh. laser or also, like, also weather fact. dominator Infinity or something like that. Well, yeah. Well, I, the 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 vibranium's basically that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm worried that they're going to that. That's how they're going to get around not having super technology in the following Avengers films. Is that they're going to say that the vibranium is one just one gigantic infinity gem no. and once uh thanos plucks a little bit of it and puts it in his thing it's like it's like makes the rest of it inert or something like it makes the, the mountain so, inert so I'm it doesn't still trying to, create I'm anymore i'm trying to like figure out like like why thanos would go to wakanda like there has to be because something. the because stories say so <laughs> well i know but comic said this happened yeah, I mean it's too it's too expensive to do everything in space to make that space backdrop. So well, so they go so they go to uh, New Zealand and pretend like it pretend it's Africa. Yeah, <laughs> New Africa. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, the Shire's on one side and I the mean, other side is Wakanda. It. Did you hear the whole? Do you know about the whole the Shire thing and how why there's tours and stuff? No. They 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 set up the Shire on some guy's farm. And uh, there was supposed to be, you know, once the they were done filming, uh, after a couple days uh, for pickups or whatever, the production was supposed to come in and tear everything down. And the farmer said, don't worry about it, guys. My boys and I will clean all, all this up. Never tore it down. Now they run tours on their land <laughs> because it's it's on their land. They knew. And, they, and that guy wasn't like, dumb. Universal or whoever it was. They legally can't go back in because their contract is up. New line. New new line. Yeah, they can't go back in because their contract's up and clean anything up. And also, do anything the fact about that it. New Zealand like pushes that like Lord of the Rings like oh yeah real hard. Like there's a giant thing of Gollum in their airport. Sure. Oh yeah. 
That's their one. It's their biggest thing now. They yeah. can they can get around New Line entirely too if they just contact the Tolkien Estate. That's and then they get did. the okay they from them. I think probably, they did. They yeah. Did. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, we got to wrap things up. But before we do, <laughs> um, final thoughts on Black Panther. I say go see it. Just oh yeah, go definitely see it. go see it. Yeah. No reason I mean, not to. Yeah. Like Oops. cats and superheroes, don't you? Yeah, everybody <laughs> likes cats and superheroes. Well, most people like cats and superheroes. Well, here's a cat superhero. Yeah, perfect. And he's awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, you've been listening to Nerd Overload. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can find us each and every day over at nerdoverload.com. You can also find us on most forms of social media, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, at Nerd Overload Now. You can email us at staff at nerdoverload.com. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, Nerd Overload TV for episodes of the show yeah and other stuff eventually we're gonna get to it we've been talking let's plays lately we're gonna do it it's gonna happen <laughs> uh we are also on itunes uh stitcher google play uh just about anywhere you can find a podcast you can find this podcast and uh someone dropped a phone so i think we're gonna go ahead and wrap things up again thank you all for tuning in and we will be back next week peace out This show was sponsored in part by MB Subculture Comics and Costumes.